how to develop the human spirit or developing the human spirit, if you like, developing the human spirit. Please be in the spirit still. Be in the spirit still. Let's start from 1 Thessalonians 5.23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verses 3 and 4. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then, last but not least, let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. It's a very popular one. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me add one more. Romans chapter 8 and verse 6. That one says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to learn your word. We pray that you guide us into all truth by your mighty Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Point number one, life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. And so living it is entirely spiritual also. It stands to reason, you see. Just this morning, well, it's even in the evening when I was coming, I was reading Job 7. Right from verse 1, it said something very interesting. I think you should look at it. Do you have the Amplified Classic Version? Yes. Job 7, verse 1. Amplified Classic. Is there not an appointed warfare and hard labor to man upon earth? And are not his days like the days of a hireling? Huh. What does this mean? Your life is a struggle. <laughs> That's what it means. Life is not easy. There are many indications in the Bible and even around us that point to the fact that life and living it is very spiritual. It's entirely spiritual. There's nothing physical about life. When we look at the origins of man according to the Bible, the Bible says, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, Let us create man in our own image and in our likeness. John 4, 24, let us know who God is. It says, God is spirit. And so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if God is spirit and we were made to be like him or to look like him, what does that leave us? We are also spirits. That is who we primarily are. So 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, I pray that God will sanctify your whole body, soul, and spirit. These are the components that make up man. 
but there are more important parts. Okay, there's a part of you that is essential and there are other parts which are sort of peripheral, if you like. So, you are first of all a spirit, first of all, because you were made in the image of God and God is a spirit. So, first of all, you are a spirit. And the reason you have a body is for you to be able to exist on this earth. I think we've learned this one here before. That the law of territory says that for a being to successfully inhabit a place, that being must have a body or a container that is made of components that are coming from that place. That is the only thing that will guarantee your permanent existence in a place. And so the Bible says again in Genesis 2 verse 7 that God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Now that word form is the word fabricated or the word molded. So God sort of fabricated or molded clay or dust and he breathed into his nostrils. The word nostrils there is nostrils, normal nostrils, nose or face. The breath of life and man became a living soul. So you see that the creation has happened twice. 126, God made man in his image and his likeness. And then in 2 verse 7, God formed man. So essentially, you are made of two parts, body and spirit. But the part of you that allows for your successful relationship with the things that are in this world is what we call the soul. So psychologists will tell us that when a child is born, the mind is playing. They call it tabula rasa. That there's nothing on a child's mind when a child comes into the world. Everything that a child is able to do, everything that you are able to do now, you learnt it. And you learnt it by copying. When Adam was made, Adam was a full-grown man already. When Adam was made, the only model that he had was God. So Adam was pure breed. But we, as we are, everything we know, we learnt it from our surroundings. We learnt it from our parents, from our friends. And we keep learning every day as we go. We keep, we keep adding more things to the things that we know already. And so human beings are essentially spirits. And when God, you see, when you look at how the world was made, according to the Bible, again, then you will begin to understand why we say that life is spiritual. The Bible says, God said, God said, let trees come and trees came. Where were the trees before? For them to appear. You know, we drink water every day. I don't know whether you've thought about it. That the same water that Adolf Hitler drank is the same water we are drinking because nothing has left the earth. It just recycles, comes back. And the water on earth is older than all of us because the Bible says in the beginning there was darkness and the waters all around. There was water everywhere. As to where the water came from, that's another issue for another day. But the water on earth is older than all of us. And by the word of God, everything was arranged. Everything was made. Huh. Life is spiritual. When you look at things that happen on earth, 
you can see that things that happen on earth, some of them can be explained, some of them cannot be explained. And even the ones that can be explained are not fully understood. We can just add one and one and come to a, a conclusion. But we cannot, if we say we should go inside right now, it will be a problem. Um, I think I've mentioned here before, we're studying molecular genetics in school and we realize that even the cell, the human cell, which is the basic unit of life, we've not finished studying it all. There are many things about the cell we don't know. When it gets there, the lecturer will say, oh, this one is under investigation, so let's skip. This one is under investigation, so let's skip. Many things we don't know. One of the very classic examples and the very big indicators of the spirituality of life is the life of the man called Job. And we see how that somebody is sitting in his house minding his own business. And a meeting was going on somewhere. He wasn't even part of the meeting. And things were said. Decisions were taken. And by the time we realized, the guy's house has broken down. All his children have died his property has been destroyed and his body is full of sores. And he had no idea where all these things came from. In fact, when you look at all the things he said after, he had no idea what was going on. But we reading later on can tell easily that this was a result of a spiritual meeting that went on somewhere. Charlie, your life is de decided by things and people the Bible says that they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that get drunk, get drunk in the night. Look at a scripture like Psalm 91. Very strange scripture. Let's go through it. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. There is a place called the secret place. It's a place. When I was coming... I looked at, I was looking at a picture of Ntokozo Mbambo. She was worshipping and she, she was, she had sweat and tears all over her face. It's like she's seeing something that the people are not seeing. Hey! And this other thing is a place. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. This popular scripture that we use, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. If any man be in Christ, okay, Christ is a place. Christ is a place. There is a place called a secret place. And there are many secret places because you see, this one is specified. It says that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. It's a very specific location. The secret place of the Most High. Could it be that there are other secret places? Of course there are. Of course there are. So the Bible says that when Jesus comes again, he will judge all things whether things that have been done in secret or in the open. And it says, he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let me tell you this story. Not many people know this one. One day, the late prophet T.B. Joshua was healing somebody or casting out a demon or something of the sort. And he felt like it was his shadow that was to do the job. So, Again, not, not a lot of people know this, but it happened. I, I'm sure it's probably even on the, if it's not on YouTube, then I, I don't know. But it, this actually happened. There is a wall. You see, when you enter synagogue, church of all nations, there's something like an aisle. Before you get into the main auditorium, there's an aisle, and then there's a wall at the end. Then you can pass at either side to enter, right? He left, so he led the man there 
by drawing him without touching him. So you see that thing he does. He would do this and then you'll be moving that side. He did that ah, and led the guy to that place. Then he made him stand there and he went towards the wall. And you could see, of course, when you are, you are walking right now, as I'm walking, you can see my shadow. That's my shadow there. So he walked till his shadow was on the wall. Then he stood there for a while. He spoke in tongues for a while and he left the place and his shadow was still there. The shadow was still on the wall and the man left and the shadow was still there. And when the guy came into contact with the shadow, I mean, things began to, began to fly all over the place. You see, when, that's the reason when um, some people were saying, Charlie, he's a false prophet and other things. I, mean, I, was, I was laughing. Because these things are not normal things. They are not normal things. These things don't happen like that. And the Bible says there is a shadow that you can dwell under that nothing can touch you. The shadow, shadow. See, there are many things that we see, we know, that are mysteries. Fire. What is fire? What is that? Fire. What is fire? It burns. You can't hold it. You can't touch it. You, you can't even control it. It's a hot. You can't... It's, it's something that it beats the mind. You can't even explain what it is. Is it air? Is it what is it? It's fire. That's all we can say. And the Bible says, doesn't even nature teach you? Even nature, when you look at nature alone, it can teach you that life is entirely spiritual. The Bible says, those that dwell under the shadow of the Almighty, they are the ones that are dwelling in a secret place. That God has a shadow that you can dwell under. Amazing. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield. Truth is a shield. That truth is something you can use to shield yourself. Truth is a three-dimensional thing that you can use to block things. Truth. Hey. And you're back on verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Huh. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers of the darkness. Darkness. The Bible says there's something called terror by night. And the night here is night. Normal night. Night. As in like no sunlight. Night. There is a terror that only comes up in the night. That's why I keep telling you. Not, you see when you pray at different times of the day they do very different things. It's not the same. Praying in the night and praying in the day you are not dealing with the same thing at all. Rulers of the darkness. Terror by night. What is that? Or the arrows that fly by day. There are arrows that fly by day. There are things that can happen to you during the day. There are arrows. Hmm. Look. I've not seen much in my life. But I've seen enough to know that life is spiritual. 
life is very, very spiritual. What makes a man see another man? And all of a sudden, he doesn't like you. He doesn't know you. has never spoken to you. There's just this repulsion. Instant. What is it that will make somebody call you and tell you, I want to help you? And he goes to sleep in the night and he wakes up and he says, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I don't want to help you again. I heard of a story of a woman during the NSPPD. This woman was going to get married and he and the groom were going to do the traditional marriage. And the guy fell down and he woke up with a stroke. And that's it. So they were praying. So Pastor Jerry was saying, you should pray against that thing. And I don't know whether she has come to give a testimony already. You see, another thing, this one is just by the way, when God does stuff for you and you don't testify, it's, it's one of, I don't even know what to tell you. Hmm. Anyway. Join the same NSPPD. There was this woman who there was a worm in her head and the worm was crawling and she could feel it and sometimes it would come to her face. <laughs> How does a worm get into a person's head? How? What is that? A worm in someone's head. Nadia was telling me about a story of somebody with a similar thing but sometimes in her story she says sometimes a worm can even stick the tail out of the guy's nose and it goes back. <laughs> you think it's funny? A worm. How it gets there, we don't know. There are things that happen. Things that happen. That have no explanation. You can't explain it in any kind of physical term. I have friends who say they are atheists. Things happen to them, they can't explain. And I'm trying to tell them, listen, young man, you, you, have, you are not old. You can't have this kind of stance by this time. You will die before you, you are even aware. Life is very spiritual. You sit and look, things will be happening. You look in a family, the father is a drunkard, the grandfather is a drunkard, the son is also learning how to drink. You look in one family, the mother got married at 28, the grandmother got married at 28, the great-grandmother got married at 28, the child is 26 and is about to celebrate the 27th birthday and she doesn't even have a boyfriend. Come and tell me that that is not spiritual. It's a coincidence. Oh, please. Please. We have seen cases in a hospital where people come, they have done all checks. There is nothing wrong. You, there's no indication of any kind of problem, but they still cannot give birth. And the doctors will say, Charlie, this one is beyond us. We don't know what it is. And you want to say that everything is spiritual. Everything is physical. It's not spiritual. There's no spiritual dimension to anything. Ha! Then it's either there's something wrong with your observation skills or you have just decided to take that stance and not change your mind. Life is very spiritual. Extremely spiritual. And so Romans 8 verse 6 says, to be carnally minded is death. What does that mean? It means when you live your life according to how you feel, the end result of that thing is death. Death. But to be spiritually minded is life. Not just life, it's also peace. And I take the meaning of that thing. Peace is irene. Irene means prosperity. Pro 
prosperity, tranquility. That's what peace there means. When you are spiritually minded, when you look through the lens of spirituality, you look at your life through the lens of spirituality, and you understand that physical things are a result of spiritual things, you will say that you have this kind of peace because you are not ignorant. There are many people who are ignorant. Very bereft of knowledge. They don't know what is going on. I told you the story of the lady I met at the mall. At the, you know, on, on the pavement. She was walking with a handbag. And the black thing was following her like that. And she was going. She doesn't know. She's just going. And I was walking with Afro and I stopped. Because the, where she was coming and we are coming and I saw the thing, I, I stopped, and I, I looked at her, turned and looked at her, she was, I was like, hey, should I go and tell her, or, you know, because some people, you go to them with these kinds of things, they will feel creeped out, and, you know, they will start misbehaving. And Afro was saying, hey, why? I was like, why? Why have you, have you, do you know her? I said, I don't know her. I, and I couldn't tell him too, that this is what I was seeing. There are many people with things that are following them around. There was a lady I saw one, one time. There was a dog following her. So I, I thought she knew, right? Because I could, see, I could see it like normally, right? So I told her that, but why is a dog following you? She said, there's no dog following her. So I asked a third person. The person said, uh, which dog? And I just stopped because I, I saw that I, I'm alone in this thing. If I continue, I might... <laughs> But there are things happening and those things determine a lot of things. What will make you see one day there was a guy that could eat. I said they can't care that the guy could eat. It's like for seven people. And when you, when, when you say that he has an evil spirit, he, he, he thinks it's a joke. You, no, no normal human being eats like that. You have, there's, a, there's an evil spirit inside you. What do you call cancer? What is cancer? What is fibroid? Fibroid. What's that? Fibroid. Do you know what causes fibroid? What causes fibroid? What? What causes fibroid? Abnormal. It's just like what makes the cell abnormal? Spontaneous. Amazing. We don't know the origins. But if I tell you now that it is the seed of an evil spirit, you say, hey, look at it. You are always trying to scare us and you know, make us feel things. Ladies and gentlemen, life is spiritual. Though. Life is extremely spiritual. There are people, you know, somebody told another person that I swear on my father's canto, that you will never have a child in your life. And the lady was saying, oh, I'm a Christian. What? In the name of Jesus. Whatever, whatever. She's still childless. She had, don't, when you don't know what is working, eh, don't, don't be proud. When somebody tells you something and it doesn't sound right, you have to be afraid. If you don't understand it, you have to be afraid. If you understand it, they're cool. I mean, you understand what is going on. Life is spiritual. Money doesn't just come. There is a certain level and a certain point to get to that after that level,
Therefore, a spirit must help you. Money, it doesn't just come. It's not normal for somebody to just be selling. You know, I heard somebody, a woman was selling watches and she has built a house out of the watches she's selling. Try it and see whether you can build a house out of watches. Do you honestly think it's watches she's selling? It's a game in your eye. That she's, she's selling watches and out of the proceeds of the watches she's selling, she has built a story building. Money is very spiritual. I was there in the first love church. And when we call Bishop Dagger Prophet, some people think, oh, we are just giving him funds. I was there. I was there myself in the first love church at Legon. When Bishop Dag prayed a prayer, and he, as he was praying, he stopped and he said, miracle money, miracle money. I hear the spirit saying, miracle money. Somebody screamed at the back, quick! Another person screamed, quick! What, they were receiving alerts. <laughs> I was there. If I wasn't there and somebody told me, maybe they would, I would say, oh, Charlie, y'all. I was there. Another boy, his uncle called him from somewhere that he has built a house for him in his name. Brought him documents and keys in the church. I was there. What makes a man goes to sleep? And it's like there's a name on his mind. He cannot shake it off. He just cannot shake it off. Then he wakes up and he starts doing things for you. We call it favor. It's very spiritual. Is very extremely spiritual. There are four people in a room. All of them are qualified. One is more qualified than the other and they pick the less qualified one. They say, there's something about you. I don't know what it is. There's something about you. I just want you to come and work with me. It's very spiritual. So it's not of him that willeth, the Bible says. Not of him that runneth. It's God that shows mercy. You don't come to God with your qualifications and your big manism. Those things don't matter here. Those things don't matter even in the kingdom of darkness. Your beauty cannot save you at a point. Your intellectual capabilities cannot save you at a point. It's meaningless. It doesn't work anymore. It has a limit. It can go just this far. At a certain point, you must be helped by spirits. You must be helped by spirits. A person is born blind and the person is born to Jesus and Jesus says, this one, I must spit on the ground. Another, I saw another one, Jesus spat on a guy's eyes. There was a certain guy who came to Jesus and he was uh, deaf and dumb. Jesus put saliva in the guy's mouth. You say, yeah. How does he know these things? How does he know that these things can release the people? That somebody dead four days will come back to life. And these are not stories. You can go and verify them. Archaeological proof all over the place. Life is spiritual. And so living it must also be spiritual. We saw the video Papa showed us on Sunday during the message. A pilot, a pilot who always harms worship to himself. And occasionally he will sing it out. On this day, the Holy Spirit said, don't harm it, sing it. So he was singing the worship, singing the worship, singing the worship. He landed the plane and then the, and so the one group got off, another group got on and the Holy Spirit told him take off. He checked the time. It was three minutes before the actual takeoff time. The Holy Spirit said, move now. The pilot said immediately he took off and the ties entered the thing. Earthquake. That's the earthquake that we heard about recently at whether Indonesia or Philippines or wherever it is. There was an earthquake and a tsunami. Just as he took off and the thing entered. You can't tell me that that is his mind. 
order. You know, you say, oh, it's intuition. It's like something, it's a game in your eye. When people sleep, you know, there's this, I don't know whether it is Kekule or one of these chemists. He got up and he saw, he, he said, it was Kekule, isn't it? He said he dreamt. The guy who said he dreamt, he, the guy who saw the structure of carbon and saw that it was tetravalent and all these things. They asked him, how did you come by this thing? Because it actually works. When we use your calculations, it works. He said he doesn't know. He dreamt about it. He dreamt. He dreamt. Huh. How do you dream about atomic structures? And it can be so... Look, the things that you call dreams, eh? haven't you seen a dream? Haven't you had a dream and then you woke up and you saw the same exact thing? You say, ah, I've seen this thing before. I've seen this thing before. I've seen this thing somewhere before. These are indications and indicators to the fact that life is not the way you see it. Things happen before they happen. Let's look at this. Hebrews 11, verse 3. Let's run. Through faith, we understand that the world's, first punchline, the world's, so this is how you know this is not the only world that exists. This is just one of it. One. The worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds took shape by the word of God. So that, look at this, the things which are seen, the three-dimensional things that we can see and touch and hold and wave were made of things which do not appear. They don't appear doesn't mean they don't exist. They are there. So everything that you call reality now was at some point, it was locked up in the spiritual realm and it took some kind of advanced technology to bring it into existence. The things that we call realities. It was at some point existing somewhere as a thought. What is a thought? It's a spiritual thing. I don't know how to explain it to you. And all of these things were in the mind of God and God called it forth. You see, when people say, oh, this is the power of the mind. So in the name of Jesus. You see, it's not really miracles. When you believe it, you can receive it. It's true. Use your own name. Say in the name of Timothy and use mind power and see whether it will work. Foolish. Just try it. Try it. No, some of the things they say, it doesn't even make sense. You, yeah, you, you use your mother's name, Sarah, or use your mother's name, Veronica. I mean, these old names. Tabitha, or any kind of... Why? Is anybody here called Veronica or Tabitha? Apologies, but these are old names. Evelyn, Teresa, what? Dora. I mean, these are... What? Mora. I've never heard Mora before. Mora sounds quite modern. Mora. Now, some of the names are, we don't even hear them anymore. They are fading out. Cynthia. Gladys. <laughs> even Mary, Christ, fading out. Mary. Mary is now sounds a little old. And when you see a child called Mary, it looks very disjointed. It's like, hey, we are a child and you are called Mary. Mary, their grandmothers and other things. You can use your mother's name and say, in the name of I, I draw Yakutu, rise up and see whether the person will rise up. 
And use, if you like, use all the mental power that you like and see whether it will take you employing some kind of spiritual law. I mean, if you were at the camp, then you know that there are things that even happen now. There are things that are existing now. There are things that we see now that were introduced to us by certain angels who came to manipulate certain things and change certain things. I can't repeat those things. In fact, the machine we're using to record this crap will refuse to record. So, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell you. <laughs> but a lot of the things that we know now were introduced to us by spirits. We couldn't have known them. One day, there was this guy who is called Ike Nathan Uzoma. You can go and check him out. He was an occultic grandmaster. To a point where he was worshipful. As in, people can worship him now. The point he has gotten to in the occult, you know, people can worship him. And when you mention his name, he can appear at seven different places at the same time. That was the level he had gotten to. And this guy said they were having a meeting with principalities. And the principality in charge of West Africa is called Kofi something. Yeah, he had a a Ghanaian name. And the guy is Nigerian, so he couldn't... He's a, he's a Nigerian guy. So, this guy said, they were having the meeting on, I think, it's either Jupiter or Mars or one of these other planets. That's where they were having a meeting. And all of a sudden, there was smoke, like thick smoke. Oh. And the smoke was, it was like tear gas. Pungent and very sore. Oh! So, one of the chief <laughs> princes of the meeting said, I say, go trace the smoke and check who is destroying the meeting this morning. They trace, 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 and then it led them to Kenya. What was the source of the smoke? It was a family of three or five. They are having devotion. And they are praying against evil meetings. Yes. You see, sometimes the devil will make you think that your prayers don't work or that you're not making any difference. When you hear the aggressions, but by divine authority, and you, Vanessa, you are in the corner and say, by divine authority, you know, it doesn't sound encouraging. And it may make you think that, Charlie, it's not working. Let me stop and sleep. You know, when you hear a Nigerian voice, a woman, oh, by tonight, when you look at yours, you hear yours, and yours is sounding so sweet, nice, and very educated. You, you might be tempted to think that, no, this prayer is not working. A small boy, a grown man and a grown woman, having devotional, they were not even praying any kind of warfare prayer. Let's just pray, three people, we're waking up in the morning, let's just pray against evil meetings. And they were destroying a meeting on another planet. This guy is now a pastor. He said, let me tell you how he got born again, right? Let me tell you one story and another story about how before he got born again. You know Pastor W.F. Kumuyi, the founder of Deeper Life Bible Church. They, the principalities came to a meeting and then they said, you know, there are people that are worrying us in this Africa, we must kill all of them because what we want to do, if these people are around, we can't do it. And they isolated three names 
that these are the ones that make, like, those three names, two of them were Pastor W.F. Kumuyi and Archbishop Benson Idahusa. <laughs> so, the, they assigned Ike Nathan Uzoma to kill W.F. Kumuyi and Archbishop Idahusa. So, he went to the first one, W.F. Kumuyi. And W.F. Kumuyi, you know, they killed him in the spirit or they had worked on him in the spirit. So, then it was left with him Visiting him um, physically and then doing some things and then it will work, you see. So, the man's office, WF Kumuyi's office, is at, let's say, the corporate office. And this um, Aikneta Nuzoma had reached, let's say, Accra Mall. He said the pillar of fire, the, the ring of fire that was protecting the man was as thick as a hundred meter thing, was so thick. And the man was in the middle of the fire and he was cool. I mean, just, you know, marking, writing papers, just minding his business. But in the spirit, he was protected by a thick ring of fire. He could not, he said he stood there, he could not even come close. He stood there, he said, hey! And he went back. He went to report that, I beg you, I beg you, this is not something I can do. He said, okay, if you don't do this one, then you must do the other one. We have to kill this guy somehow. And he said he was meeting with a guy who he believed was Satan, but they called him Chitanam. And so, there are things, so Charlie, there are things. So, Chitanam asked him to go and kill Archbishop Benson Idaosa. So, he went with his people, including the devil himself. They were on a certain planet, and they brought Archbishop Benson Idaosa's picture. And they were trying to call him so, that's what happens. They kill you in spirit first. Then they can kill you actually, physically. You remember the scripture we just read, though, that the things that we see were, things, were made of things that do not appear. Okay, the things are there, but you don't see them. They don't appear. So, they went to the meeting, and then the devil was there. The devil's adjutant was there. There was one worshipful master from Asia, and then he himself. And they mentioned Archbishop Benson in the name. Then they saw a light on the planet. Wherever that planet was, they saw a light approaching. And by the time he looked around, nobody was there. Everybody around him was left with him alone. Including the devil. He had, they had all bolted. And he, he, he couldn't move. He said, ha! Remember that. Jesus. It's a name called Jesus. So he mentioned Jesus. And the Somebody spoke in the light and said, yes, you called me. And he said, we didn't call you. We were just trying to um, kill. He said, yeah. That was when I got to know that there are some people in the spirit, their identities are mixed with the identity of the Lord. You see, the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Charlie, anybody who takes your picture somewhere, that they want to kill you. When they mention your name, may Jesus appear. Because this thing has happened practically. I'm not talking about things that are, it's not a story I'm telling you. So Jesus told him that, I have an assignment for you. I won't, no, I won't, I won't kill you. I don't need, I don't kill, I won't kill you for anything. That guy said before then, he had memorized the Bible. Page to page, he had memorized it. So when you are a Christian, you can't even argue with him. 
because he knows the Bible more than you can. And that day, he lost balance from that planet. He fell and he came to fall on top of his roof and into his room. And I think he had stroke for a number of years. He couldn't talk. That thing paralyzed him all. When he, when he could finally talk, he gave his life to Christ. And he was trying to explain that he's no more in the occult. <laughs> he was trying to explain to them that I'm not doing this thing again. His disciples and his followers were trying to sort of convince him that no, there's a mix-up somewhere. He said, if you stand in my way, you'll be very sorry. Because what he had seen from where he was and where he is now. So when you are sitting there and you think that things that ha just happen, you are waiting for money from someone. You have called them. They said they will give you. So you are sleeping. Sleep. Continue sleeping. Continue sleeping. I have heard of people who have gone abroad and they, they got to the place and one of their shoes was missing or something. They got there. They said the passport is not. They said, hey, this is not your passport. How did you get back? Then they come back. They are explaining, it's me. Look, at, he can see that this is me. But the immigration officer says, it's never you. It's one guy, it was a woman's picture. Oh God, this people are so wicked. A, woman, a woman's picture. And the woman too was like, the guy was fair and the woman was dark. It's like there's no... Life is spiritual. Oh. Um, give me Romans 1.20. Romans 1.20. For the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that without, we are without excuse. And give me 2 Corinthians 4.18. Last verse of 2 Corinthians 4.18. 2 Corinthians 4.18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, the Bible says you can look at the things which are not seen. The things which are not seen, you can, you can actually look at it. For the things which are seen are temporal, subject to change. They are not reliable. You can't, we can't really depend on them. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Hmm. Please speak in tongues for two minutes. Salusa kaparia talabaha. Shantula basakataha. Mikasadwa hatariase. Rabakasakatara bahasha. Sandra rabakatara baha. Nikutara basakasapakata. Rabakapaya katara baha. Nikashada la basahata. Nikushandolobushaha. Masafakatara baha. Ikushandi de de besada baha, raba baba 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 baha, esanda da bahasa, rakasa kata da bakata, ribada da sakata, shanda basa kata da ha, raba da bada bada baha, rekasa kata da da ha, raba sakata da ha. In Jesus' name. Now we are about to discuss strange things. Eh? Look. Everything that God made. God made the worlds. You saw that in the scripture. And he made it by laws. The things that God used to create the world are not things 
that are abstract. There are laws that actually work. And we've even discovered some of the laws and we are even using them. And you can tell that some of the laws are higher than other laws. There are some laws that are there. Other laws cancel those laws out. But there's a balance that makes all those laws exist. Like for instance, take the law of gravity. The law of gravity will allow something that goes up to come down. And it's a law. It is the law that allows a lot of things to happen, including cars driving on the floor, us walking, bicycles, all it's gravity that allows us to do that thing. But there's a law that overcomes that thing. That's the law of um, aerodynamics. Is that not it? What's the law of aerodynamics? What does it say? What's it yes? What does it say? What does it say? It's amazing. The aeroplanes use the law of aerodynamics. So you see a big metal with people inside and luggage. It can go up and stay there. It overcomes the law of gravity. But you see, you can't be there forever. You must come down. So when it's coming down, what is he using? The law of gravity again. There are laws and there are superior laws. And all these laws were made by God. And God has vested his power in all these laws. He has put his integrity and his power in the laws that have been made. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when God wants to do something, he doesn't have to create anything. He just calls them. It is the laws that make provision for all of these things. And these laws work. And so blessings and cursings make use of these laws. The things that the fallen angels came to teach were not things that they invented. We discussed it at the camp, you see. Those things are already there. They just picked it and showed us how we can use it to create things. So there are people who use power, the power of God all the time. They don't even know that is the power of God. And they don't even care. They don't care. Psalm 62 verse 11. Once has God spoken, twice have I heard that power belongs to God. How much power? All power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. I saw this scripture today while I was studying. I said, hey. Isaiah 45 verse 7. When you see it, don't shout. Just read it in your head. Look at it. Just read it in your head. Don't shout. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Okay. There is no power in the world that doesn't belong to God. The devil uses God's power. They will cry a mobile. So you see, when you are on God's side and you are afraid, fear is the natural result of a lack of understanding of the might of God. That God is almighty. You don't understand it. So it makes you afraid. That there is nothing in this world that can ever touch you if you are on God's side. It's a revelation you must have. There are people who have said in the name of Jesus and they died. Because it's not worse. You must have a revelation of it. That God is for me. There's nothing. There's no one. Paul decided that he wants to die. He decided that he wants to die. He could have decided not to die. But he said, look, I've run my race. I've finished my course. I think I can go now. I think I can go now. And he, he just went and went to die. <laughs> look, 
there is a law called the law of association. So let me tell you this. It does not matter whether you believe it or you don't believe it. Whether you know it or you don't know it. There is a power at work in your life. Now, as we speak, when you have a garden and you don't plant anything in it, it doesn't mean nothing will grow in it. Things will grow in it. But the things that will grow in it may not be the things that you want. That's what we call weeds, see. Every, there's nowhere that's nothing. The Bible says that God has already declared that the earth should bring forth things. Trees and fruits after their own kind. Stay with me. And so there are laws that are at work in our lives. And we can see the results. We can see the physical manifestation of it. Why is your life the way it is? It's because of the kind of power that is at work in your life. We saw in 2 Kings chapter 4. Look, let me show you this. It does, I've just, we just spoke about the fact that there are spiritual laws that work. There's those spiritual laws, it doesn't matter who uses them, it will work. The devil can use them, it will work. God can use them, it will work. There are laws. Those laws have the integrity of God backing them. So it doesn't matter who uses it, it will work. Look at 2 Kings 3. 2 Kings 3. This is the part in verse 15 is where Elisha said, bring me a minstrel. Let me give you a background. So the people of Moab, right? The people of Moab, um, they were going to fight the people of Israel. And the king of Israel went to see Elisha to ask and see whether they will win. How do you know whether someone will win a war? How do you know? The war, we have not fought it. How do you know the outcome? And Elisha said, you will win this war. But watch it. Watch it. So, <laughs> go, go upwards. Okay, no, let's start from verse 15. Let's start from verse 15. But now bring me a mission. So, this is what has happened, right? So, the people, the king of um, um, Israel and Judah have come to see Elisha. Elisha wanted to prophesy. Charlie, the prophecy wasn't working. So, this is what he did. He said, bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass. When the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Verse 16. Verse 1. And he said, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. Dig ditches. Verse 17. For thus says the Lord, this is a mystery. You shall not see wind. You shall not see rain. Yet the valley will be filled with water. Look, when God says he will bless you, don't worry about how it will happen. You will not see wind, you will not see rain, but it will happen. When God says he will do something, it will be very foolish of you to doubt it. Very, very foolish. He says you will not see wind, you will not see wind. Yet the valley shall be filled with water. That you may drink both you and your cattle in your business. Verse 18, quickly. And this is but a light thing in us. It's something cocoa for the Lord. That there will be water without rain. Oh, ah. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. So this was God's assurance. The fact that God has told you something will happen doesn't necessarily mean it will happen. Listen carefully. Prophecies that you've been given, it doesn't guarantee anything. First Timothy says the prophecies you've been given are so that you will wage a good warfare. Verse 18, verse 19. So verse 18, God says he will deliver them into their hand. But look at what happened. What will happen? And ye shall smite every fence city, every choice city. You shall fell every good tree and stop the wells of water and mar every good piece of land with stones. Verse 20. And it came to pass in the morning when the meat offering was offered. Hold it. There's no release of power without offering, without sacrifice. Look, there are protocols. Who, when God says something will happen. You see, when God said the salvation of man will happen, 
he himself had to go through the protocol. When Jesus died, he says, don't touch me. I have to go first to see my father. The thing has happened, but there are always steps you have to take in the spirit. You will be there and be sleeping and be saying that the prophet says that I'll be a man of God or the prophet says that I'll be a millionaire or the prophet says that I will travel and see whether you travel. See whether you travel. Life is very spiritual. That's what we are saying. Look at it. So they offered a meat offering in the morning and behold, after the offering, after the sacrifice, water came from the way of Edom and the country was filled with water. They don't know where the water came from. It just came. Verse 21. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings were come up to fight against them, they gathered all that they were able to put on the armor and upward and stood in the border. Verse 22. And they rose up early in the morning and the sun shone upon the water. And the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. <laughs> Amazing. Verse 23. And they said, this is blood. The kings are surely slain. They thought the Israelites have been defeated. So what did they say? They have smitten one another. Let's go. Let's go and take the spoil. They didn't know. They were waiting for them. Anybody that is thinking that you are dead, that they are coming to finish you, they are coming to meet the host of the Lord surrounding you. They are, coming, they are falling into a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Verse 24. And when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and smote the Moabites so that they fled before them. But they went forward, smiting the Moabites, chased them, killing them. Verse 25. And they beat down the cities and up on every good piece of the land, cast every man in stone and filled it. They stopped all the wells of water. They felled all the good trees. And in Keharaset, they left the stones there of how big the slingers was about and smote it. They totally destroyed the place. Verse 26. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for he couldn't, what did he do? He took with him 700 men that drew stores to break through even unto the king of Edom, but he could not. Now look at the strange thing that happened. <laughs> Verse 27. Then the same king took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering. A human being, oh, he killed his son and burnt him on the wall. And what happened? There was great indignation against Israel. Israel could not fight again. The thing that God had given to them, oh, they could not fight again. Sacrifices release power. <laughs> I said they are lost, oh spiritual loss and it doesn't matter who uses it works it works they returned this is the last verse isn't it that's the last verse last show from here you are going to second kings 4 where the woman was owing and the elisha says they should go and sell the oil is that not it yeah that's the next one <laughs> like it's finished there's no other you can keep sleeping eh you will see people like doing ziglinyalo in the background and they're... <laughs> you they don't get up and speak in tongues. May say life is spiritual. People don't just get up and say, I'm going to Action Chapel. It's not the anointing of the speaker. It is not the name of the archbishop. You to go and start a church. And don't worry, we will even print free flyers for you. We will go house to house and 
and share it and see whether people will come to your church. It's not, it's not by talking, no. It is a spiritual thing. You've started a business. You think people, what makes you think that this are your soul below? What is so special about it? I must choose your soul below over this girl's soul below. It's a game in your eye. If you think people will just choose you for no reason. One day, I went to see a certain uh, Wache place. It's on the table. But the queue is from here to Konongo Odumase. They are all waiting patiently for their thing. And it's like the Wache doesn't finish. Because when the, the first, it's an ice chest. When it finishes, they put it down. They bring another one. Then they pour the shit off. They pour the stew. Then reset back to factory settings. We are starting again. And people are buying. And you wonder, what is so special? Is it not Wache? There are sometimes you see three stores in a row. Uh, when you go to Makola and these places, tomatoes, tomatoes, there's a whole tomato lane. There's a whole pepper lane. And there's a lot of people flocking at one particular tomato place and another place there's nothing. And the other person's tomatoes even fresher, even better. But everybody's going to the rotten tomatoes woman. With even possibly higher prices. Don't be, don't, don't be ignorant. We are getting this thing now while we are young. We are not waiting because our parents missed it. Some of our parents missed it. And we, we do things with our eyes, thinking that it will work. We think it's the way we talk. Oh, no, Charlie, look well. Where's your CV? They're important, but I'm trying to tell you that, you see, the origin of a thing is also the sustenance of the thing. Where a thing comes from is where the thing is sustained. The world was made from spiritual interventions. What makes you think that the world will not be sustained by spiritual interventions? How did Elisha know these things? And how is it that God said something and the Israelites still ran away because they invoked the law? There's a law called the law of association. That law says that if anybody has a spiritual programming operating in their life and they come into contact with you, if you are spiritually idle or there's no counter-reaction or higher spiritual programming operating in your life, it is allowed for you to partake of that person's spiritual programming. Do you understand what I'm saying? So let's say um, um, a Rama comes into contact with um, Budu. And um, are you Budu? Yes. Um, a friend then, a Rama has a programming in her life. Let's say she has favor operating in her life. If Nanaya Budu doesn't have any contrary, counter-reactionary programming, or she doesn't have any higher law that is higher than favor operating in her life, immediately she associates with this person. They are both partakers of the same spirit. So when they say we say soul ties, that's what we mean. It's called the law of association. You see, sometimes pastors look very powerful. And it's not because they are powerful. It's because of the covering they are under. The association. There are many people, they look so powerful. Even me, I look very powerful because of the kind of covering I'm under. If you can put me at a stage at Makola and see how many people will come and gather. Almost maybe zero. When you sleep with someone or you are friends with someone, this is what introduces what they call bad luck. Bad luck. This is how it works. Favor, bad luck, limits and limitations. The fact that you are your father's daughter alone qualifies you for a certain type of case. 
and until and unless there is a higher spiritual programming that can cancel it out. You see, the law of Newton's laws, the second law, what does it say? A line will continue to move in, in the same place until an external force will swerve it or make it behave in another way. That it works in the spirit also. You will continue to partake of the original altar until a higher altar is invoked. That is why we always invoke the blood of Jesus because I don't know what is higher than that. That's the reason we always invoke the name of Jesus because there's nothing higher than that. That's the ultimate. That's the highest. <laughs> don't be scared eh? <laughs> Just please, please be on your feet. Look, you must be spiritually intelligent. There are different types of intelligence, eh? There are different types of intelligence. And spiritual intelligence is, is not taught in schools. <laughs> I don't know in a school that teaches spiritual intelligence. Spiritual intelligence is the ability for you to see and recognize what type of spirit is operating, how to control that spirit, and how to use it to your advantage. That is spiritual intelligence. How you can see and recognize the type of spirit operating, how you can control that spirit, and how you can use that spirit to your advantage or maybe overcome it. That is spiritual intelligence. And many times we, are, we, are, we don't know what it is. Today is just introductory. Today we are just, I'm just trying to make you aware that life is spiritual, that's all. That things you see, what you see is not all there is. There is more than you see that meets the eye. That's the fact that you can walk and talk is not a coincidence. The fact that you are alive, you woke up, it's not something that happened because you slept on the certain side of the bed. <laughs> now, let's pray this prayer. Anything, Lord, that makes me more carnal than spiritual. More carnal than spiritual. Because you see, the Bible says that in Romans 8, verse 6 and 7, it says those that are carnal, they have enmity with God. And the Bible says, enmity with God is friendship with the devil or friendship with the world. If you are God, there's no neutrality here. Listen, spirituality is God's way of shielding us sometimes from these things. So let's pray. First prayer. Father, anything in my life that increases my carnality, decreases my spirituality, I come against it in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. The beginning, where I was before you found me, in the place of time.